under your butt. I'm quite surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Welcome to it, folks. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Oh, man, this takes me back to summer in between my sophomore and junior year in college. Oh, I love this stuff. We made a fantastic Voyage mixtape. Had a little bit from Lakeside, and I was able to pick this up on vinyl. Fantastic Voyage is the name of the album and this song. I think it came out in 1980, group Lakeside. You know, good mix of funk and disco. I'm more from that album coming up later in the show. But joining me this evening, back by popular demand, which amazes me. I don't know what the hell people hear in you. But it, Joey, I have... Literally, I have ones of fans out there. <laughs> there are ones out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the ones just love you. It's something about numbers. Yeah, the fives and the, the ones. ones and the and the sevens. Yeah, and the the nine or wait, and is it seven the, plus one is eight, and then so it's five the, minus one is four. Eighty four. Oh my god! Wow! Perfect! Wow! <laughs> Man, I didn't know you were into numerology. Oh, yeah, I love numbers. Yeah. Okay. There's something to all that. You think there's something to it? Yeah. No, I don't. I, I, no, I well, think there's yeah. something to math, but uh, I'm not sure. And there are there's long, you know, certain numbers are more symbolic than others. Here's the thing that when you, when you think about numbers and math, this is one thing, and this has absolutely nothing to do. Why do we always do this? You're, you're winding up. You're just winding but up. But if you think about numbers, numbers are like music. Yeah. Music transforms. It does not matter what language you speak. A good beat, even if you don't understand the words, right. music can be great music or bad music. Numbers are similar in that I don't care if you're Italian, Mexican, German, one plus one, put those together equals two. Numbers trans, they transmit through every single society yeah. across, I mean, that's, is, is global. There's something universal and there's about them. Universal, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. And so, and that numerology, yeah, there's a little bit. There's something you can get wacky on it. Right, I, I was think, about to say, but uh, there's something to numbers, though. Okay, okay. Well, I'm I'm not a math person. 
no, nah, maybe I should have worked harder as a child. But math was never something I gravitated towards. And see, that's why I loved math. I loved math because it was something you could you could do you could do a problem, you could write it down and get your answer. And if the teacher said it's not correct, you could go back and go backwards and to the top the of the steps. problem. Yeah. It's something as simple as one add one equals two. And if they say that's wrong, you can say, no, look, I have one here. I have one here. You put those together, count those up. Are you really explaining how one plus one equals two right now? That's how simple math is. It gets so much more complicated when you get into, you know, your larger things. But it's always math is 100% provable and logical. And there's no interpretation to it. When When I was in school... I remember doing, I, I got a, uh, we were supposed to do, uh, uh, um, write an essay about a poem. Okay. And the the question we had to answer and write our essay about was, what do you think, uh, I and I don't even remember which one it was, it, he was trying to, you know, convey in this poem. Sure. And so I wrote down exactly what I thought he was trying to convey, what it did to me, what it what yeah. it made me feel like. And and when I got through, the teacher ripped me to shreds and says, oh, no, that's not what he's saying. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. And I went back and I said, but the essay was supposed to be about what does it mean to you? What do you think he was trying to convey? Yeah. There's no wrong answer to that. Because it was logical, and it was, I mean, it was in line. I didn't just make something up. And they says, oh, no, no. When he was talking about, with well, the flowers budding, that was about a woman coming of age. I was like, no, that's the way like I a, read it. Sounds like a stretch. Well, it, but, but that's the a way. A flower blooming could mean anything. But, that, but that's, you know, in things like that, you're, you're, it's, it's subjective. It's not objective. Right. And, and it's it, with. That's why I love math. I love chemistry. Is the answer? Is I don't the care answer. what you think yeah. the answer is. By damn, if you put two molecules of hydrogen with one molecule molecule of oxygen, you're gonna get water. Yeah, I, and you can call it sand, but it ain't sand. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So now the reason I think folks have gravitated to the sh- shows we've done together. Some of our most listened to shows and talked about shows. I mean, people are out there just... It, it consumes their day. Just the feedback, talking about when you and I get together and we start rapping on the radio. It's you know, unreal. There's, like, ones of them out there yeah, talking about it. Two fools like <laughs> us talking? Why is that fun to listen to? But the reason I think they like it is because you've been putting these tough questions to me without telling me what the question is yeah and there is somebody calling if you want to call in 272-9228 i'll put you on hold and we'll get to you when we feel like it um but do you have a question for me tonight well you have a notepad yeah it looks like you have multiple questions and let me let me flip through here it's a yellow legal legal pad oh yeah oh it's legal Mm -hmm. this is this is a Real humdinger right here? Oh, this is... You know, I've asked you... Uh, let's see, what was it? 
I asked you once, what were you most afraid of? Yes. That was a great show. That was a good show. Uh, you asked about uh, why do we have emotions, or why can we reflect upon the exactly. emotions? That was a wonderful show. Was, that was a very deep show and a good a conversation. And I, I just I want to go a little bit deeper okay. tonight, and it, I got sidetracked today. Uh What's your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve? <laughs> I don't know, man. No, listen, listen I, I, I've been thinking about this now, and I, I still remember you saying, hey, y'all ask me anything. Do anything to me. Ask me anything. And I'm, I'm steering away from one thing because I don't want it to dominate a show and make it turn into something, okay, you we'll, know, we'll different. We'll get back to that maybe And later. you know what I'm talking about. Not really. But the... My biggest pet peeve. But your biggest pet I mean, let's I get know. to know Joey. I don't, I don't know what my that biggest one That is. says a lot about you. What mm-hmm. just pisses you off hmm. when you hear it, see it, smell it, say it, or what have you? What's your biggest pet peeve? When people tell me they love me and then they break my heart. <laughs> That That's qualify. not my biggest pet peeve. That no, what actually, what actually gets me angry, if I'm going to focus on that part of the question, is people who have power over me, and they do something I find unjust, and I just I didn't even want them to have power over me, but it, it's frustrating, and I actually get angry. You've heard me get that angry when I talk about politics. Or when somebody utterly breaks my heart. I tend to get angry. Pet peeves, though? Yeah, I'll put it this something way. that no, and 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 the way I say a pet peeve is something that just it doesn't necessarily make you get all the way to the point of anger, but it 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 just grinds on it's you. Irritating. And it's, it's, it, it's great word. Yes, it's extremely irritating, and you're like really mm, chaps my ass. Just, I just I can't stand that. Is the way that we would put it. Okay. Um, well, one thing. Is when somebody says, hey, man, you have to listen to this song or watch this movie. And so I'm like, yeah, I, I always ask for that, you know. I'm always looking for new music, especially music of somebody I know and I'm getting to know and it means a lot to them or a movie, whatever, a piece of art. And it's a particular with, in particular with music and movies. And they put it on and then they, they proceed to talk. And explain to you why it's so great. Yeah, it's like, well, let me listen. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> let me listen to it, and then we can talk about it. Or you might want to, you know, just to show this is the part you really like, go, mmm, this part. Make it a quick comment. Don't sit here and try to give me a treatise on why this is the greatest album ever or if t- I can't listen to it. Tap the person beside you and go, and just point, make, speak with your emotion, you know, your, your, the physical part of it, yeah. yeah, and just go right here, right here, right here. You know, and you displaying body language, by the way, is great radio. <laughs> I'm glad you gave us that example. Yeah. I'm you so glad a, the audience a, could witness that. You need a camera. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's some Italian blood in my body somewhere. Oh, I talk with my hands, too. I, I cannot. No, I can't talk without my hands. But that's your big, deep question tonight? You're going to ask me what my oh, pet no, that's peeves just, are? That's just one okay, of the questions. I forgot you had the legal pad peeves. with all the questions. Because, I mean, I hate being asked the same question twice. Mm. That drives me crazy. Because that 
tells you that the person that you're it tells you one of two things about the person when you answer the question if i come to your house and you say what's the problem and i tell you and you go okay what's the problem Either one, you're not listening to me, mm-hmm. or two, you're too damn stupid to understand what I'm saying. Or it might be that you're being hysterical right now. You're including too much information. Give me the bottom line. What's the problem? Drives me crazy. <laughs> it absolutely, it, that's another way to, you know, but I like to say I didn't have much time to prepare. Sure. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got another one, though. I'm I mean, looking for I've, a stumper, like a real humdinger. Okay. All right. You want to take the call, or do you want to get your next Well, oh, I'm question? sitting here thinking about other things that annoy me, pet peeves. Oh, this I has... went over one last night. Is people listening to classic rock music? Like, I played it last night, TNT by ACDC. Oi, 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 TNT. Yeah, something like that. Playing that type of music softly. No. Turn it up. Turn it up. We are kindred souls, Joey. We, uh, I my, should be my, my children, they're, they're playing uh, club volleyball right now. Mm-hmm. And we're driving in from uh, somewhere, I can't even remember where we were, somewhere up in Tennessee. Last weekend, we were driving back to town. And we're just hunting stations coming home. And it it was not that song, but it was a great rock and roll song. And my wife's got a dynamite stereo system in her car. And when it came on, I, is, is there something wrong when the children tell the daddy, would you please turn the radio down? Yeah, shut up, kids. We're going to listen to some rock music. I, I, don't, I don't get that, but I, it was like, I mean, I cranked that joker up to 11, and they were like, Dad, man, you're, you're killing us. And I'm like, what? You're children. You're supposed to want loud music. Some things you have to feel through the speakers, especially w- with music. I mean, you've got to feel that yeah. as well as hear it. Mm. And uh, I like to feel it. Yeah. But yeah, they, I like to feel that they were like, Turn. rattle in my undercarriage. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the car. My undercarriage in the car. Yeah. That ticks me off. That's not a pet peeve, but that does tick me off. Right. I'm I'm trying to think of other pet peeves, and I'm usually cool. Like, I don't... I'm not that critical of people in that way. I'm focused on the big stuff. Everybody's got their little things that are annoying. And that's fine. Like, right. that's, not, that's not a deal breaker for me. I don't think about it that much. All right. Well, that one dropped. I got another question here. Okay. The, uh, I, had a, I, had a, I had a real good friend of mine. His wife passed away this week. And it, it, going to funerals, and we kind of have this connection, you and I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought about what would you want written on your headstone once you're interned because it can't be long it can't be this great big long you know two paragraph thing it has to be something not one word necessarily but something very short what would you want written on your headstone when they lay you to rest 
Is that deep enough for you? Yeah. Can I go with styling, profiling, limousine riding? <laughs> I'm having trouble keeping these gators down. <laughs> You're running out of words. Mm. <clears throat> but think about that. And, and what I mean by that, how, how do you want to be remembered? Yeah, that's a tough <laughs> one. That really is a tough question. That's a deep question. Because um, when we go, you know, we don't, we don't know where we go. Yeah. And you and I agree on this. I think I know where I go. You think you know where you go. It's going to be a lot like before I was born. For sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you before you... I don't remember. Exactly. And But but what is it? We do know this, though, for a fact. Mm -hmm. When we leave this earth, we're going to be remembered. Yes. And it's either going to be, oh, yeah, I remember that son of a bitch. It's either going to be that or... I can't believe he's gone. And on that headstone, there's going to be something written. And it'll be memorialized for all of eternity, or at least for the as long as the earth is here. It's going to be there. What would you like to be on that headstone to epitomize Joey Clark and say, this is Joey. He was... Fill in the blank. I mean, one time when I was thinking about this years ago, I don't think I would stick by this today, but three words came to mind. Willing, able, and worthy. That you're willing to do what's good and right in this world, whether it's questioning things honestly or helping somebody out. More than willing, you're able. You're not not just good intentions. Like, you realize I have the power within me to do these things. But uh, worthy is an interesting one to me, is that we are given all these gifts in life, and yet do we always live up to the beauty and the majesty of those gifts? Um, I think it's a... It was one thing I was exploring younger in life. Willing, able, and worthy. Are you deserving of the things you have experienced in your life? Are you just lucky and privileged, or maybe you're very unlucky and gone through a lot of suffering? But uh, I try to think of, you know, what was in my control, and did I do the best I could with that control? But I'm I'm kind of lost for words in terms of original things to put on a headstone. Like, live free or die. Eternity is now and always and forever. I don't know. I'm only 29 and not thinking about my death. And I got past the 27-year-old curse. People, a lot of people die in their, when they're 27. So I don't know. I, I, I'm just asking the question. Do you have an idea I mean, of how you would answer it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know exactly how I want mine answered. Loving father, husband? No. Mm-mm. No? Two words. He loved. He loved. I like it. And then you can let your mind go to wherever it goes, and that's you know because that that the the and that's a, that's an interesting word, love, because you have oh that's that's my third question. Mm-hmm. The a love that the way we use it is an interesting word. If you go back to the Greek, there are what three different yes words. It is uh, there's one of them that. I can't say. Eros? 
and you know, I, I got Eros and Fraternity, and, uh, essentially, or Philia. Yeah, Philia, because I'll say that other word that kind of say it. Okay. <laughs> it kind of sounds kind of like that. That's the one. You got me. All right, so you got Eros and Philia and Agape. And Agape. Yeah. All right, Agape is just the common love like you and I have for one another. Yeah. We're just Agape. It's like, you know, it's 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 more than a friend, but it's it's a it's a it's a deep, well, it's definitely not eros. You know, I love. No, it's not eros. Eros is your passionate, passionate love that you have for mm. you know a spouse or your mate, but whatever they be. And then uh, what's up? I, I I will say the word. See, I I think we have agape philia, philia, solidarity, fraternity. Um, yeah, I think we have it's that brotherly too. love. Yeah. That's just community. That's like right. what we did for like the Rollins and stuff. That's yeah. just community. You know, we don't know them, but they're part of our community. They're our brothers, and that's where Philadelphia comes from. You know, and uh, so you have that type of love. But I would like I would like for people to remember me is that he loved. Hmm. And how do you love? I try to be entertaining. Occasionally, I am. Sometimes I miss, but I I, I try to pick people up. I I look at you know people as people, not customers or you know folks that I meet. And I I, I would like people just to remember that I love them in some form of those three words. Right. No, Eros. That's reserved for Lauren. She, I mean, she's got that. That's hers. Right, right. And But the other ones, everybody can feel some form of love that, that I would give to them. And I, I would like to be, you know, remembered that way. It's the way I would like to be remembered. And, I mean, you really did uh, stump me tonight. I mean, I'm having a little trouble, like, thinking of, in, in just a phrase, what would I put? I mean, he loved is a fantastic answer. Um he lived is another good one. And not just kind of, uh, you know, like, oh, I went through the days not thinking of it greatly, but. Or he burned out. Burned the candle he above He didn't him. fade away. That's <laughs> a, you know, I mean, and, and we do. I mean, we laugh at these songs, but, I mean, they, you know, music, it, it really does well, touch your soul, and it is better in my opinion, at least, I would rather burn out than fade away. Yeah. I mean, why, you know, live in apathy for 90 years? You know, maybe you burn out in 60 years. Well, and maybe in the future we won't just have gravestones, though. We'll have, like, something people can interact, like an interactive game or headstone. It's almost like a game in the in the graveyard. Graveyard game. And so you walk up to it and be like... What did Joey Clark stand for? And then this place. Get ready! We are tour and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Mm. Now, Buddy Landell, Mm -hmm. it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name Mm. when last year I spent more money on spilt liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son 
them together, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. That's what I wanted to say. That's how Joey have fun. I've spent more money on spilt liquor. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm so young that I haven't thought about my own death in that way. I haven't thought about my own legacy in that way. I'm just beginning um, to build a house again, not the house I live at. And there's more work that needs to be done on the house I'm renting. But like, how do I build my own home and start to build my own legacy beyond my own individual pursuits? Like, who did I love, I think, will define me in a large way. And it's a matter of figuring that out. Though, when you're technically single, like I am, and I heard some other folks talking about this, especially when you're my age, you meet people and they're awesome. And you have a chemistry with them. But you kind of have the selfish mind going, I've got my own problems. I'm not like a you know perfect person or anything. But I don't have those problems. Like, do I really want to take on those issues? It's not really in like a, oh, I can't believe that person has those issues. It's more like, do I want to be, is that the cross I want to bear? So you kind of go, I'll wait. And so you never settle down with somebody. Because you're making, you've got too much of a choice now. It's one thing when you get married young and you kind of, find your baggage together it's like it's both of ours but when you're hopping on somebody else's thing it's like i don't know i don't know if i want to join that and see that that's one reason i feel so sorry for your generation Mm -hmm. because things have changed so much they have changed so much I, i i met my wife i was i think 20 maybe i think i was 20 Maybe 21. Yeah. I, I saw those young pictures of you and, today. Uh, yeah, well, back when I had hair. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I was at my daddy's house today working on something. I like that and, gold chain, too. Hey, that chain was smooth, cat. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we did, and that's, that's one of my arguments for we're doing things the wrong way. Yeah. And I'm not, you, you know, I'm not scolding you. No. But... It, it, you know, we nowadays they say, you know, grow up, get, you know, establish yourself, find yourself, you know, get in your thirties and then get married. Well, by then you've already, you've got all your little things that are pet peeves to other ones that are established in your life. The way you use the toothpaste, I'm, I, and this is serious. The way you use a toothpaste. If you put the toilet paper roll on really? coming off the top or coming under the bottom or you leave it sitting on the tub right in front of you, those things, when, you, when you're, at least for me, when you're young and you get married, you grow up through those things. Exactly. And, and it's not the biggest deal in the world when the person you just married says, hey, put the toilet paper on the other way. I want it to roll off the top. And you're like, okay. Well, let me That's have a, not a big deal. Let me have another bite at this. I'll, I'll put it this way. When you get so used to doing your own thing and living alone, you look at the prospect of living with somebody else and more than just like living in the same place, but 
you know, everything that comes with a commitment, and you're so used to being by yourself, there is a big question of is it worth it? And it's not like a petty one. It's like, oh, she had man hands and she doesn't squeeze the bottom of the toothpaste. You know, it's it's different than that. It's more like, do I want to give up my independence for something that may not work out? It's 100% worth it. Because if you find somebody that you can bond with and get along with, and and I will I will go biblical on this. Okay. The two become one, and you become one person. The two. It's like you remember uh, Wonder Twins. No. In the old cartoons. I don't remember the Wonder Twins. And they had the rings, and they was. Is that like the ambiguously would, gay duo? No. No. And well, I think they were kind of built off of them, but they would touch their rings. They would say, Wonder Twins activate. And yeah. when they touch the two rings, they become one person and they would come, become this superhero in the old cartoons. This was before your time. Okay. But that's kind of what you do when, when if, if it's right. Now, if you're just getting married because you like to shag. Somebody, it's not a good reason. It, it, that's not going to work. It's not going to work because it gets old. And and I mean to be serious, it does. I mean, it, 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 yes, it actually. Oh, no. Well, no, 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 I've heard you talk. It takes work to keep it from getting old. Yeah, but yeah. you have to. It's easier to go be a one trick pony and go find somebody else and use your one trick on. Yeah. That's the way that works. So sex is not. It's not the end-all, be-all of being married. I agree. But when two people are working together to accomplish a goal, I think I've done a pretty good job of raising my children, and I'm very proud of that. I I really am. I've not done a perfect job, and we've been through some hard, hard stuff, but it's... When two people come together and they're working as a team, it's just like... did you watch the Auburn-Alabama game a couple of years ago when Alabama missed the field goal and the Auburn guy yeah. runs the ball all the way back? Did you, like, kind of almost get chills? Oh, no, of course just, I did. Okay. Why was that? Because you were part of Auburn. Because you went mm. to Auburn. You're an Auburn fan. You're you're part. And that's what life is about. When, when you see your child get their diploma, when you see your child make a good grade, it's not just you, it's you and your wife and their siblings and everybody's working together and it's a team and and it's it's, it's a great feeling. And you're not part of something that's necessarily random or expedient. It is something that was meaningful and long-term. That's right. The fruits of it weren't instant. And the fruits of it, well, no, they're, continual they're, harvest. You get different types. Definitely not instant. There's, right. I mean, I'm sure at some, in some circumstances they are, but generally they're not. It's that it's it's planting the seed. It's like when you grow a garden. It's planting the seed, and you put the seed in the ground, and it's a week later and nothing happens, but and it's know. another week later and nothing happens. And you're out there still tilling the soil and getting the weeds out. And then all of a sudden, there's just this little tiny little sprout. Mm. And then all of a sudden, the corn starts growing. And, you know, three, four, five, six weeks later, you've got 12-foot-tall corn, and you got big ears sticking off of it. And then you get the fruits mm-hmm. of what you did. But there's a lot of work 
And if you quit in the middle there, if you go, oh, it's not going to come up, and you plow it up, then you've just destroyed all the work you put in to start. It, so. you got to be patient. Mm-hmm. you got to be patient. Well, I think I'll make a decision. You actually stumped me tonight. I haven't thought about what to put on my gravestone. Really haven't. Something I need to work on, I suppose. I don't want to contemplate that too much. Well, and I know I'm I'm not in a real good space right now, and, and those things are weighing on me a lot more than probably well, normally would be. But that's, that's something, it, the older you get, and we're half generations apart. We'll talk about that when we get back. It sneaks up on you. Well, you know, relax. Half Let, generations apart. Let Lakeside take you away on a fantastic like voice. It is good. Yeah. You're listening to the Joey <laughs> Clark Radio Hour in studio with me, 84. Coming back, he might have another question for me, folks. Who knows? Stay tuned. Joey Clark. Clark. Oh, welcome back to it. This is Your Love is on the One, Lakeside 1980. Picked up this album, Fantastic Voyage, this weekend. Alongside me is 84 this evening. I tell you who I got into today. Hmm. It, that was another question. I may save it for another night. Okay, okay. Well, you have another question, Gr- I think. Great, greatest, uh, it, it, real quick, this this is an easy one. This is a, this is a greatest singing performer of all time. Think of, of singers, greatest performer of all times. Freddie Mercury's up there. Nah. Uh... No, Prince Prince is up there. Prince is up Prince, there. He Prince was unique. Was, he was he was good. He could hit almost every uh, octave. But Freddie immediately comes to mind for me. Whatever you think about him, Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, man. And and, and and I know he has. And and if everything's true, then yes, he's a scumbag, scallywag. But if but as far as just watching him perform, that cat was off the chain incredible really was incredible let's well, let's take a phone call okay don't wait let's talk to dave dave how are you this evening oh i'm fine i actually was expecting to be on the radio <laughs> well you're on now but i should have, i should realize that that you don't take calls off the air you take them on the air yeah oh yeah there's mil- millions of people are listening to you right now private dave. conversations in public yeah oh millions are listening oh yeah millions well, they don't pay me Get, get, look, get 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 your uh, mink glove and rub your back. And <laughs> yeah, that's a, well, what's up, man? Well, I, I was hearing you guys talking um, earlier about the um, subject of love. Hmm. Yes, and and you were kind of struggling with the uh, with the different types of love, and so I just was calling in to let you know about um, a source that could help you kind of get those things clarified a little bit better for you, maybe. And it's a book by C.S. Lewis called The Four Loves. And if you're if you're a big reader, it's not it's not going to take you a huge amount of time to read it. It's it's probably about a half inch thick. 
Mm-hmm. And it actually comes, because I got the book as a gift, as an um, audio book, unabridged, that was read by C.S. Lewis himself. And so I, I learned that way best. So it actually took me maybe a few hours of listening to it being read to, to go through. I actually listened to it in my car on what they used to have as a, you know, cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he, there's actually four loves that was talked about. What's, what's the fourth one? Because, I, I mean, I know Eros, and, and I I wasn't struggling. I just can't say. So he talks sometimes, especially when he's talking yeah, Greek. I, 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 yeah, I'm, right, I'm, right. I can't well, hardly speak English, much I, less I'm, Greek. I'm but Eros and Agape, and then... Philea, Eros, Philea. Agape. But then I, I just looked it up, too, uh, Dave. Uh, is it uh, Storgy? Well, the way, the way Lewis pronounced it was Storge. 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 So there was okay. Storge, there was Eros, there was Philia, or Phileo. It actually has, the, the ending depends on, I guess, the um, tense or whatever. I I'm, I'm don't speak a whole lot of Greek myself either, so. And then um, Agape. And the way Lewis explained the difference between Storge and Eros was he said, without Eros, none of us would be begotten, and without Storge, none of us would be reared. Mm, okay. So steros is more of a like an an inbuilt um, story is an empathy bond. Yeah, it, it's it's our need to love something. That's basically what the storge is, according to C.S. Lewis. Ah, it's the desire to reproduce. Right. Well, no, it's not the reproduction part. It's the, the need to actually have that emotional connection with someone right. or something. That's right. what makes people have pets. He says that's what makes people go and put flowers on graves is storge because it. They mourn the fact that now that that relationship is lost and it's really significant to them. Right. Okay. And um, and then Eros, he was he pointed out an interesting fact because most people think Eros is equal to lust or just straight up sex. And he was saying that that was actually not true. That Eros is is an, an interest in a particular person versus lust, which is an interest in what that person can provide to you. Hmm. He, he, or a vision. Yeah, well, he, he compared it to a pack of cigarettes. The person says, I want a pack of cigarettes. And he says, they don't really want a pack of cigarettes, or they don't want a cigarette. They want what that cigarette can, can provide, which is the nicotine. Because once they're done with the cigarette, what do they do with it? Or the pack of cigarettes, they wad it up and throw it away. And he was saying that we do that in in the lust arena to people on a, on a relationship issue is that when you do that, you really don't have a, a love for them. You're just wanting something from them. But Eros is actually having that that physical bond with just that one person. Yes, it's not wanting, like, I want a woman. It's, I want that woman. Yes, I want, I want that woman and only that woman. Right. That, that's yeah. the woman I want. No other woman's going to do for me that's that woman that I want. Right. And it, it's almost a it's almost a neutral force. It can lead you into being kind of an all-consuming love that isn't positive, or it can lead you to do you know wonderful things and build a, a bond. Right, and then, and then the phileo was uh, was more akin to a friendship, but that one is actually a fairly rare one in our society. Hmm. He said, and that um, and that you can you can actually live your entire life without experiencing that particular form of love. And, and not realize that you missed out. Versus Storge and Eros, you pretty much have to experience that at some point in it's your kind of life cycle. Yeah. Right. 
Well, and then, then agape was the, the love that we associate with God. That, hmm. That's the love that loves us for no other reason than... Because you are who you are. It's it has nothing to do with what you do for me. It's just because I love you, it's unconditional. Yeah. Right. It, it's, a, it's a selfish, un- unconditional love. Okay. So, but yeah, that, that's just basically what I was wanting to, was, was to say. is to encourage you to, to read the book, because it's a really good book. And, and so it, it helped... Uh, it helped me to be able to understand those different things. Like you were saying, in our language, we have love, which, you know, I love ice cream, I love my mom, I love my wife, which are all obviously different things, but it's the same word. Yeah, right. yeah, we, we, just, we distort the word in our, in our English language. It's, it's very distorted. Right. Well, Dave, I, I really appreciate the call. In the okay, well, thanks for, for hearing me, and um, thanks for um, having your show. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks that. for listening. Um, great call. Yeah, it's... We do take a lot of words for granted. Like, oh, I love this person. Uh-huh. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, words change. I mean, they they change over time. I mean, you think... Uh, the word gay. I mean, the gay back in the 20s was... Like the Flintstones. You know, I'm, I'm happy. Gonna have a gay old time. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's... And you can go back and you can see that through music. You can see... You know that word being used, and it has it's been transformed. That doesn't make it right or wrong, but just what, it's, what if, it is. If yeah. I say you're Joey, you look gay today. You're not thinking, oh, I must look happy. It's got a different meaning now, and words they the meanings change over time. Yeah, you know that's that's going to naturally happen. So, and yes, we have that one word, and I just saw I've always found it fascinating that that in the greek because i i I take everything back to the bible Mm -hmm. that there were it says love 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 through the bible but there are different greek words that are translated into that word throughout the bible right you know and it and it has a meaning you know there okay well let's quickly go to the phones and talk to debbie debbie Debbie. Hi. Hi, Debbie. I'm going to give you some advice my mother gave me. Okay. And from an old woman that married at 16 and stayed married until the day she died. She was walking in front of a store, saw a man through that window, and instantly knew he was going to be her husband. And this Mm -hmm. is a true story. That was the man she married, my father. Now, she told me the first year they were married, it was more or less lust. It, you know, not that she was big into the sex thing, but it was the appeal, the, the good looks and all that, you know, the heart throb. And, you know, she says that's not the real love. She said the real love comes later. That's the exciting part. But eventually that fades away. And when that fades away, that's when most people say, ah, there's no more good and they want to leave. No, 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 no. You hang on. Wait, because it gets better. Eventually, it's going to be like your best friend, the person that you can trust, the person that's your confidant, the person that does things for you, you do things for them, you build each other up, you create a good life together, you share things with each other. Everything is a matter of perspective at that point. But my mother said, always think a marriage is not 50-50, it's 60-60, 70-70. 90-90, 100-100 sometimes. Sometimes you have to give everything you got on both ends to make things work when you're going through hard times. But that, 
just makes it even better because when you get through those hard times and you're sitting back and you look at each other when you're growing old, sex is no longer an option <laughs> when you get to a certain age. It's got to be what's left, and what's left is all that that you've built, all those shared memories, you know, like you were saying, 84, with your children. Everything that you've done together, built together, all your dreams that you've shared, that's the price of true marriage right there. That's what you get. That's just totally worth everything. But I do understand what you're saying, Joey. Unless you find the right person, yep. don't give up what you got. It's not worth it unless it is the right person. Well, but when you do, honey, don't give that up either. I appreciate the call, Debbie. Thank you, Debbie. Good call. She called me honey. I know. Well, let's go very quickly back to the phones. Another call? We're getting a lot of calls this afternoon. Hello, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh, they dropped off. They were scared. Sometimes I do that, folks. I bring you on air without even taking He's real intimidating. Yeah, mate. Joey is. If y'all have never never met Joey, Joey's like 6'8", 275. (laughs) I'm like six foot. He's twisted steel and sex appeal, so Mm -hmm. he is very intimidating. yeah. Yeah, that's me, all right. We always get back on this topic he looks of like love. like my kid brother. I do. And, that, and that's why, I, I think that's why it, it, it came to my mind. That, I mean, that's, because in, in love is more than just, it's more than just the sexual and the fam, familial part of it. And those things, I love to make people happy. Mm-hmm. And God forbid, if I die on the way home tonight, I hope that you can look back in your mind and at my funeral go, you know what? That damn Clay. That fool. He he sure made me laugh. You remember when he said this? I like to make people laugh. I like to entertain people. But I'm not, I don't want to just be entertaining because I also, if you call me and say, hey, I need this, I want to be there. And it's not that I feel that I have to do it, I want to do it. That is my desire. I want to help people. And it's, I think that's one reason I'm successful in what I do. And and I just, I love people. And I, I don't need the gratification as much as I just, it, it gives me more joy to give you something than it does for, you know, you to say, oh, you're a great dude. Mm. It is what it is. I don't know. That's just the way I'm built. That that's the way I am. See, I I don't want to save the whole world and love all the people. I just want to find a few really good ones. I've, I've learned that I can't do that, right? Because that is a danger yeah. in that philosophy. That oh, I've got to do everything for everybody, and to say no, run yourself ragged. Do it. Uh, well, and I, again, I think it's about finding uh, a few really good friends, hopefully somebody that you love deeply in every way, almost every angle, and uh, well, and somebody who likes to be a little funky every once in a while. Yeah, funky helps. It does. <laughs> 84, thanks for joining me tonight. Thanks for the questions. Anytime. Uh, folks, my name is Joey Clark. Talk to you all tomorrow night.